Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. This podcast is brought to you by Vish, a complete color management system designed by colorists for colorists, helping salons to eliminate waste, ensure consistent color and pricing, track inventory, and maximize profit. To learn more about Vish, simply text in all capitals, get Vish with no space, G-E-T-V-I-S-H, to the number 44222 for more information. Hello and welcome back. This episode, I have the pleasure of being joined by Tina Black. I struggled with her introduction because when I visited her website, she wears so many hats and we just chatted right before pressing record and she has even more hats than I even realized. She is a well-known speaker, an author, and a business owner, not only a leadership business and coaching, but she owns several salons, several beauty schools. My head hurts just listening to this. <laughs> she, is, she is proof that if you are organized and passionate and uh, a true leader, that you can successfully have multiple businesses um, and thrive. Uh, Tina, welcome. It is such a pleasure to have you here. I didn't even fit in the John Maxwell leadership <laughs> role that you have. And that that really is is kind of what connected us. I I believe I listened to a podcast. Um, hang on, I lost my ear. <laughs> I think it was you you interviewed Nina, maybe, or Nina interviewed you. You were on it was another podcast that I listened to, and that's how I found you. And when I saw that you had the John Maxwell in your website, that's someone who I've read for a long time. I've always strived to be a better leader. It can be super complicated. So I know you're really high level in that organization. And I, I believe, not knowing you personally, that that's probably been a huge key to your success in wearing all those hats. So Take it from here. You you mm. dive deeper and introduce <laughs> yourself better because I can't even sum it up in in one introduction. Uh, I love you, Elaine. You're awesome. I actually binge listened all of your podcasts when I first heard your name, and you are so fun. And you know what I love about you is you're so real. And so I instantly connected to you. And and I know um, being part of the John Maxwell team and being a Paul Mitchell school owner, kind of going back I just want to share with you it's like you're just like my people when you meet somebody and you're that's one of my people so to speak right and same thing as when I met all the people in Paul Mitchell and I was just as soon as I met them I said this is my people and as soon as I met all the John Maxwell team members I said this is my people so it really is about finding like-minded or higher-minded people to just really saturate yourself with to be surrounded with and and so being a part of the john maxwell team you're right it did shift me completely and i have some incredible stories that have happened in my life with that but i would have to say more 
first and foremost, it gave me the confidence that I needed because I never truly believed in myself, Elaine. There was uh, so much turmoil going inside of me of, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. And, and when you were saying you, you have all these things that you're doing, and as John Maxwell always says, because this is why I always connect with him, he says, well, I just have a lot of energy and low IQ. <laughs> It's <laughs> a lot. And my husband calls me the energizer bunny. And it's really hard for me to always tone myself down. I have to like keep my mouth shut at home most of the time, because if I keep going and keep going, they're just like, oh my gosh, you're making me so mad. Like, just calm down. You don't have yep. to be doing so much. <laughs> I hear you. That's this house too. They're like, do you ever stop? Because every shampoo of my hair they say that chakra in the back of your head, that yes. the, the water in the shower opens that up. And I swear that's true because all my best <laughs> ideas happen in the shower. Yeah. Um, but I'll come out and I'll run to my whiteboard and I'll write it all because I have to brain dump it. Or I'll wake up at three in the morning with five new ideas and write it down so I don't forget by the time I wake up in the morning. So sometimes I wish there was an off switch, but I, I love know. it because, you know, it's always interesting and there's always a new adventure. That's funny you say that because I ended up writing my first book right after I became a John Maxwell coach because I just had to borrow their belief. And I literally wrote that book at about 3 a.m. every day oh, absolutely. because yeah. I would wake up and get my best ideas. And that actually came from the ideas from John Maxwell because he said he wrote all of his books in the middle of the night. And he just basically used, and he's written more leadership books than any other author in the world. So he's known as a leadership expert, leadership guru. So of course, that's why I study under him. But he said he would just have pen and paper and just hand his manuscripts over to his editor. And that's how he did it. He didn't type it. <laughs> never, never types his books, right? And so he just hands it over to his editor. Linda is her name. And then she you know, goes in and types all, all of his books for him. But I thought, okay, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And you're right. There's something about something in the middle of the night when your subconscious really shows up and you have actually a little bit more risk-taking ability at that moment in time. And there's, there's something that gives you more confidence during that time versus waking up and you're getting around people, all of a sudden you lose that confidence and you feel like you can't write. Cause I've watched, I've talked to a lot of people about that. And they said, I just don't feel like I have anything important to say, but I, I would say, Hey, if you're waking up in the middle of the night, then start writing. Like don't Write take down, sleeping, yeah. don't take sleeping pills. Like, well, it's so funny you're that. saying that. I was at an in-person workshop and this woman gave um, like a fireside chat and it was about your angels and your spirit guides and all that stuff. And I said, I wake up at the same exact time every night. And it's always to your point, like this great idea or moment of clarity. And I'm like, I love that I have the moment of clarity, but I'm like, I have to go to sleep. I have to work tomorrow. And so she was saying that your angel train comes usually around 3am and that if you're awake, yep. you don't get your angel train. So you want to be asleep because it's going to pop up. So it's interesting that you, cause mine is 3am and you're saying yours is 3am. So I'm like, 
There's definitely yes. something to that and 3 a.m. I don't, <laughs> I agree. Like. And I don't fight with that because I'll actually get up because I remember when we were working on our uh, new salon business, because we got back into the salon business about five years ago, we have three salons now and we were working on our foundation. Cause I talk a lot about foundation and working on culture and written systems. And I just couldn't think of something that was you know how when you say, okay, what are your values? And people would say, oh, integrity. And they'd come up with good words, but not God words. And I said, you know, God, I want your words. I want you to download to me what exactly you want me to have, because then I know that it's going, I'm going to really believe it. Right. And so I started thinking about everything that my staff was saying, and they thought that we were, and they thought that our values were. And all of a sudden he said, Tina, you you love acronyms. And so I just want you to know that you're the lights of the world. And so I'm like, lights? Okay. So I literally go on my phone, I type out lights and I'm like, well, what's that stand for? And he said, love, impact, generosity, humility, teamwork, and being self-aware. And I'm telling you, Elaine, I knew for a fact it was from him. And so just like really allowing you to have that time, that download alone with God to allow him to download to you what you need to hear. Cause I don't think always, sometimes I can hear him in the business, Elaine, but most of the time it's when I'm really, really quiet, quiet yep. and no one's around. Yep. I, I happen to love Oprah. People either love her or don't love her at all. Um, something that she said really struck a chord with me because when I was starting this new business as a full-time you know, brand-free educator, it has not been easy being solo, you know, to get the word out and everything. And I've had some disappointments in things that, you know, I might've reached out to a bigger company and said, you know, how can we work together? I might've received a rejection. And then to your point earlier, you're like, I'm not good enough. What's wrong with me? Why don't they like me? And so shortly after, like this is only maybe eight months ago, I look at that opportunity and I say, that was so not the right fit for me. What was I thinking even wanting that opportunity? And something that Oprah said, Oprah has had so much success and she's so beyond wealthy and has achieved so many things, Mm -hmm. but it drove her crazy that she couldn't get this certain movie role. She went out for a role. I can't even remember what it was. And she said, I was walking around the track on one of her many exercise and diet programs. And she was so frustrated and she was waiting for the producer to call and she's walking and she's saying, I have to get this. I have to get this. I have to get this. And she got the call or no, she said she was like in her head doing that spin of, you know, this is like my life. It has to happen. And then she finally said, I, I am letting go and letting God do what is meant to happen. So she's like, let go and let God. And I was like, I, that stuck with me. So whenever I'm pushing for something and I'm being like a gnat, I just keep pecking and pecking and pecking and I keep getting rejected, rejected, rejected. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not for lack of tenacity at all because I'm a fighter. But in the end, when the answer is still no, I always can look back on it and know that that was not the right plan and that I was mm-hmm. forcing the wrong thing. So absolutely, you know, you have to get those downloads and just let it be because Mm -hmm. what is meant to be will be. And I I really, truly, I mean, sometimes it makes no sense. You're thinking, how can this be the right way? This isn't the way that I want to go. And then you're like, oh, okay. That is why that happened. That's so So. good, Elaine. I love that you said that because that's where I relate to you so much because I know our personalities are very similar. I'm actually a disc 
a personality trainer and consultant, oh, BISC. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I totally know what Elaine is. Like you and I are just so similar because you keep saying that you're a control freak, but really you're not really a control freak. You just know what you want and you're right. just driven and you have really high expectations, which I think is actually really a beautiful, beautiful quality. That's a great leadership quality, but you're right. And for me, I've had to like really let things, being married 33 years, I have two kids. I'm partnered with my daughter, like you are too, in our business. And, and it's so funny because I've had to just let go and let God and stop trying to fix and change mm. them. Stop trying to fix and change my people, get rid of that control and just let God. And, and what I found, it's, it's so funny because this just happened recently is I, I call my, one of the courses that I teach for salon owners right now is called fix your leadership. And it came out of my own failures. Okay. Mm. Because I believe that what we fail at could also be what we could uh, consume and train other people with, right? And so transformation begins in me, I call it. And, and so for a long time, I kept thinking, man, I just wish that my husband would do these courses too. I wish he would invest in personal development. I wish he would like all this wish, wish, wish. And he did go and get his John Maxwell certification, but he's not into it as deep as I am. Well, then just two days ago, he downloaded a self-development course with Beth, uh, Beth uh, I think her name is Bethany Hamilton. She was uh, uh, attacked by a shark a long time ago and she lost her Oh, limbs. I know who you're talking Beth. about, yeah. And she's so amazing. And this course looks so awesome. And I am just smiling, Elaine, from ear to ear listening to him because he, you know what he's saying? He says, Tina, these are everything, she's saying everything that you've been trying to tell me. <laughs> They need to hear from different ears. It's it's like yes. anything else with my staff. That's why I'm I'm blown away that you're going on four salons and multiple schools because I was so such a perfectionist and had such high standards for the one salon that I had that it drove me insane when I didn't have the 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 buy-in of every single person on the staff at all time. You know, I wanted it to be perfect all the time. And you know, I looking back, I'm like doesn't have to be perfect all the time. Like that was, that was right. crazy to even think that, you know, but I would go to an event and I would come back. And I remember Joe Blackwell years ago said, everybody makes uh, retail so complicated. I have a little basket, whatever I use, I put a brand new one in the basket and I put it at the front desk. And when my client leaves, the receptionist says, these are the products Elaine used on you today. Which ones would you like to take home with you? And they're like, oh, I'll take this and this. And they buy it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's genius. I love that. So I go back to the salon. I tell them I buy these little baskets at Marshall's. They're like looking at me. <clears throat> no basket ever made it to the front desk. The system never got adopted. It fell flat. You know, a year later, I take them all to an event where Joe is speaking. And she says the very same thing. And they all elbow each other and go, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. We should do that. Yes. I'm like, seriously, I 
I told you that yes. a year ago. <laughs> it's so true. You can't be a prophet in your own town. You can't be a yes. prophet in your own I love home. That. And, I love and you that. have to like really, really drill that in your head and just smile. So when your family gets upset with you and gets frustrated with you, just smile. And I'm actually in my garage office right now, Elaine, and this is my escape place that I go to. And I'm so blessed because we're quarantined right now in Marco Island, Florida. And so we're in this home. And so these guys are in the home, the family is, and I get to run over here <laughs> when I'm doing nice. podcasts or whatever. Right. But I'll sneak out like when the baby's sleeping, cause I have a grandson and I'm tiptoeing over to my office so I can listen to more things to really grow. Cause I'm really obsessed with improvement right now. I'm really obsessed with content and hearing things and it's just incredible. But something you said, Elaine, kind of sparked something in me because when you said about having, um, you know, your one place. And I remember I had one school many years ago because I've been in the business for 20 plus years. I lost track the amount of years. And I, and I remember I just had one school. And here's the deal. What I've noticed is business owners, if they have one place, it's pretty easy to tackle and handle pretty much everything, okay? And so what happens is you don't end up empowering your people and becoming a leader. I so agree. I think you're almost doing yourself a disservice Absolutely. by being a solopreneur or an entrepreneur. I think you should always think bigger because we have the capacity as human beings because I believe that God puts in all of us this ability. We have the capacity to grow people and to motivate and inspire people right and so what i find and this is what i train all salon owners all business owners to think bigger to think as if even if you just have three to five people working with you pretend as if it's 50. and so act as if you're that big because when when you act like you're going to be something you will be something and so when i started acting that way then all of a sudden i started to grow and i started to scale my business and we opened up our second school then we opened up our third school and then i got back into the salon business and then we opened up our fourth school and then <laughs> lo and behold we ended up opening three salons in five years because I wanted to not only be a coach for salon owners, but I also wanted to be in the trenches because I wanted to feel, and I still do, trust me, I still wanna feel the pain that they're going through because I can't really have empathy towards people or something if I'm not going through it too. And I, that's my current reality that I have right now. And plus, I just wanna pour into people's lives and show them this is possible. This is what can happen. So being that one single, business owner. And that's why you'll see a lot of hairstylists that own salons, high-end salons that also work full-time behind the chair and run their business because they can. But let's give you a second location. So now you have to delegate because you delegate or you're going to die. And so now I can start training you how to be a true leader and how to have hard conversations and how to really pour into people's lives and to honor people's lives as well. I agree. And I think the biggest um, hurdle for me, and, and I think my daughter was really concerned because she knows, you know, how much I'm on every single detail, was handing over the baton to her after 30 years of owning a business. And the staff that she, you know, has right now, all were there from the day that location opened. That was a second location. So they're a family unit. You know, there was the 
how are they going to feel? I'm younger than them and I'm all of a sudden going to be their boss and, you know, they're used to dealing with you. And I think it's been a beautiful transition because I think she has more of your personality where she's more of a leader, more of a, um, she's not a micromanager at all. She's not getting on every little detail. She's setting the mm-hmm. org chart, you know, she's like, this Beautiful. is the way that it needs to be. She's very structured and she's letting them do their thing. So I can see us now, now that I've, the first month, I think I was like checking the schedule, making sure everybody was booked right, still micromanaging. And then I was like, I'm in a different state, you know, I, this has nothing to do with me anymore. I just wanted her to succeed so mm-hmm. much. And I was so afraid to just let go but she has thrived more with me stepping away from being involved than when I was trying to be involved. And I think, you know, at 52 years old, after 33 years in the industry and 30 owning a business, I think I could do it again differently. I don't know that that's where my passion lies. I think it's more, I think I more look up to you in the school category because I feel so strongly about the, at the beginning education part and how that yes. needs to be updated and upgraded. Um, but I, I think I'm a different person that way because I realized that all that control and all that micromanaging, all it did was make me sick. It didn't make yes. me any more successful. It just made me crazy. <laughs> yeah. And it is, it's about really finding your purpose where, where God wants to put you at the, at that moment to minister to people, so to speak. I, I always call all of the places that I have my ministry and the minute that it's not a ministry business plus a ministry, then that's when I need to step away and empower someone to take over for me. And I'm always trying to replace myself always. And I literally, I know for a fact that right now I could take my daughter who's 28 years old to put her in all of my positions that I am right now. And she would be able to run with it way better than me, but she's, she's pregnant with her second child. So now's not the time, the timing's not there. And so I'm going to, buy some time, you know, and be able to give her that opportunity. But I know she's going to really, really flourish in it. But that's been because she's been with me in this business like your daughter has from the basically the day they were born. So they've been watching us. They've been watching and seeing our mistakes and learning from our mistakes. And so I think the important part is to always share your mistakes too. And always be super vulnerable, super honest, and super transparent with your team, with your team leaders, which I am all of the time because I'll say, hey, I just want you to know that last person we lost, it was my fault. And this is why. And I figured out why. And this is how I'm going to be able to get better. I was just coaching a salon owner yesterday. And I said to her, I said, okay, so you've had this challenge with a staff member and which she has with two staff members, uh, believe it or not. I said, I think what's going to happen, I said, I want you to write down where you made the mistake from the, with the first staff member, where you made the mistake. You need to go back and think about when did you not have a hard conversation with her? When did you just allow it to slip by? And I think it's going to show up in you. It's going to be the same thing that showed up in the second person Mm. that she's having. And so it's like really drilling down and getting deep of where did you make the mistake there? Right. Because I don't think when we hire people, Elaine, that we're just hiring like jerks. I think we hired them because we think they're amazing, but there's something got missing in the beginning where you didn't pour into their life and where you didn't spend time with them. They never, they didn't feel that you really cared about them. And so you missed something or maybe, maybe you missed something of maybe they had an addiction that you missed. 
and, and as an owner, I mean, you've got to notice these things as a, as a business owner, you got to start noticing these things in your people. Like you can't just keep looking at all of the strategy and the marketing and the, and the branding. Numbers, yeah. yeah. You got to give that to someone else that you can trust because the owner, it, that would be like me saying, and I love this analogy. That would be like me saying that, you know, I can let a babysitter put my kids to bed every night. No, you have to do the hardest stuff. So when you sign up to be a leader, when you sign up to be a business owner, you've got to do the hard stuff. And that's, I love hearing that about your daughter because it sounds like she's ready to take on that hard stuff and to really truly honor people. If you don't love people, then you shouldn't be a business owner. You have to really love people inside and out and drill down, always be looking out for their best interests. And, and sometimes Elaine, their best interest may be not with you. Maybe right. you can help level them up to work for a company that they're going to be better served with. I've done that. Um, I, have, I have a girl who just reached out to me and she said, I will never forget you inviting me to your home. She was um, a brand new hire and she was doing some overall assisting while she was trying to build her book. And it was just not a good fit. You know, she wasn't fitting with the other stylists. She was a sweet, sweet girl, but I just could not see her fitting in. And I felt terrible because she had left another salon to come work with me and yada, yada. So I sat her down and I had lined up an interview for her at another friend's salon for like two days later. And I, I sat her on my couch and I said, you're amazing. I love you. I love that you took the leap and came to work with me. I just don't see this being a good fit. And I have an opportunity for you. If you're interested, my friend has a salon, blah, blah, blah. It was such a great fit for her. And she was like, wait, so let me get this straight. You're firing me and you're giving me an interview. And I'm like, I'm not firing you. I'm just guiding you to a better situation. And I, I want you to be you know, on board with it. It worked out great. She ended up spending the next 15 years there, but she'll never forget that. And she's yeah. like, I've never had a boss do that for me. Like it was either, you don't, you don't fit in, get out. Or, you know, they tried to get me to fit in until I quit, but she's like, you actually helped me get to the next step. And I've done it multiple times because I agree. Sometimes it's just not the right fit. And I think for my daughter, the biggest, the way that I introduced you and said that I believe that the John Maxwell leadership you know, systems help you in all of these layers of your life. My daughter, I had life coaching. Um, I had gone through the life coaching um, process for nine months and it changed my leadership. It changed my marriage. It changed my mothering skills. And as important as it was to me, I made sure that my daughter and my son both went through it. And that was the turning point for our entire family system. And to your point with your husband, I'm like, we really need you to go because now it's us three against you because we're behaving differently and we're understanding that things don't happen to you, that you create every one of your circumstances. That one took a long time to sink in for me. You know, someone would quit and I would say, I did everything for her. Why would she quit? And da, da, da. And my coach would say, well, how did you create that circumstance? I'd say, what do you mean? She Perfect. quit. What do you mean? How do I, how did I create that? And she's like, mm -hmm. some kind of behavior that you yeah. are, you know, doing is creating that. And I think that one nugget in the whole nine month training moving forward 
I think I could take on more businesses, more everything, because once you understand that you are part of the problem and you're yes. not pointing <laughs> that finger, what's, what's the saying? Yeah. There's, there's one that goes out, but there's this many that come three back. Three fingers pointing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the three fingers pointing Look back. Look at the three pointing back uh -huh. at you. I love that. So, That's great, yeah. Elaine. I love that you said that because I think it goes back to you know, those cracks in your foundation because you didn't set up a written system of how you're going to hire. And yes. so it starts with, it kind of goes back to what I was telling you about the values, the love, impact, generosity, humility. So what we do in our business, we have a written system of that you have three to five hangout days to come in. We don't hire any existing hairstylists. We only hire people out of school. Same. And we do that for many, many reasons. And so, um, and we, we, my personal is I only hire future partners. So think about that. Mm, I love that. I mean, hello, it's a future partner. Okay. Because we have a whole different business philosophy. We're not hiring employees. We're hiring future partners because we want to scale and we want to grow with you. So we want to help you and we'll take all the risk. And so we'll say to our stylist, listen, I'm going to take all the risk. In fact, if you ever want to get out of this and open up down the road, I'm going to give you permission to do that. There will be absolutely no contracts, no agreements with that. And we just want, we want to make sure, because what that does for me, Elaine, and make sure that I am the leader that I should be for them. And that always making me look, think, okay, is there anything that I'm missing? What do I need to do better? So I have to always be also open to being coached by my team as well, which we can talk about here in a little bit, but kind of going back to the values. So we hire to our values and I don't hire our team does. They all know our values because we not only created those values, but we train, 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 train those values and sustain, sustain, sustain. And how we do that is by rewards every month. So someone on our team will get the love import, love reward, the impact reward, the generosity. Oh, so we're always looking and it's part of our culture. It's ingrained in our culture, in the client experience. It's a great the vibe that you experience, right? And, and so the bottom line is they'll look for that. And so, but you don't really know by just doing an interview, sit down with them and asking them questions, right? right. You know by seeing their behavior. You know, because when people show you who they are, believe them. And so I think one of the challenges, and I love what you said earlier, because I think it's so huge that you also helped her to find her next spot. So we still do the 90 day probation. So we'll do the three to five, but 90 day probation with constant check-ins. In the beginning, we weren't doing constant check-ins. And so we lost some really amazing future mm. partners. We lost some really amazing people, but that was my fault because I didn't have a written system right. of the constant check-ins. And so everything rises and falls on me. That's why I take all the risk. I'll take all the financial risk and everything. And so we're like, we'll just buy you out. Let's say if you don't want to be a partner with us, we'll just buy you out. That, so that's one of the questions that's popping into my mind because I'm thinking, you know, I, my daughter will say, mom, you do not play well with others. <laughs> Anytime I try to collaborate with other people, it can't be a partnership. It has to be a collaboration where no monies are exchanged. You know, we'll do anything that you want me to do, but I don't want us to be in a lawyered up official partnership because I like to be the boss. I like to be the idea person and it's hard for me to play well with others. It's a character flaw. 
But uh, if, if in that part, I love partner, your honesty. I love your honesty. <laughs> it is definitely a character flaw. Um, but if if you did, if I did move forward, you know, say my daughter wanted to scale and and make people partners, I love that whole idea. But how does that look when there isn't a cohesive agreement? I know you're probably a larger percentage and you have the final say, but have you ever gotten to the point where you're like, oh crap, I wish I didn't have this person in this partnership and it doesn't work out and what's it and do you go into it almost like a prenuptial agreement you go into it prepared for if this happens this if this happens that or is it kind of just you're you're such a strong leader that everything works and you haven't had to worry about that yeah no we have a really incredible a contract i'm very blessed because i'm married and i sleep with my lawyer (laughs) Ah, beautiful so he has typed up everything and so it's but you know what we Brian and I are, we've always been that handshake kind of person. And do you know where we got it from? From John Paul DeJoria. We're partnered with John Paul DeJoria in the Paul Mitchell School World and Wynn Claybaugh. And they really literally are handshake people. They're hands-off owners. They have taught me really how to empower my people and to be hands-off. And I'm control freak like you too because I just, I always want to micromanage everything. And so I've had to learn over the years to just back off let your team make mistakes, okay? Because failure's not fatal and failure's my friend and let them make mistakes because then when they do make mistakes, then they can just, I can help brush them off and show them it's safe to make mistakes because that's the only way you're going to learn through the process. And trust me, we've had staff members lose thousands and thousands of dollars. We didn't fire them. We just said, oh, I just invested in you. It's okay. But Mm -hmm. as far as going back to the partnership, no, I mean, I want to work with who I want to work with and I don't want to work with who I don't want to work with. So I hire to the values and, you know, let's say if they have a life change, one of them has a life change and they're thinking, you know, I want to stay home and have kids. I really don't want to be a part of this. Great. We'll just buy you out. It's fine. You know, so we're in the, we're in the beginning stages of it, Elaine. And, and I know you're like me because leaders see more and more and more before it. And you kind of get to the point of like, okay, well, what happens if this happens? You know, right. we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And, you know, yeah, have I been burned in business by people? Yes, of course I have. But it's not going to change who I am. It's just not going to change who I am because this is really a ministry for me a business ministry. And all I want to do is help change people's lives. That's it. I want to help change your life if it's with me or without me. And I want people to look back and people have, they've, they've connected with me years later and said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you did for me, because I know I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for your leadership. And so that's all I care about. I just want people to live out their purpose. Yeah. My, I'm, I'm a tough love. Um, very blunt. I, I put something on my Facebook recently, a friend, you know, those things that people pass from friend to friend. And it said, you've been given the letter B. And it said, describe me with the letter B. And I was like, oh, I just set myself up. Somebody's going to jump at the word bitch. But they didn't. It was blunt, body, brave. You know, it was all very strong. And, and I mean, you know, your personality. I always say, you know, no matter how long I live, not a single person will jump up at my funeral and say, she was so sweet. She was so nice, but they'll say generous, genuine, authentic, blunt, you know, all those things. So my husband says, you know, 
you may not have a big fan club while you're alive because you've had to make really difficult decisions sometimes as a business owner, but you will have nice things said about you when you're no longer here because it seems to take people about seven years to realize that I was an impact in their life, even if it was through tough love. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to be that person who's, who's experiencing that where they're like, Oh, you know, we don't want to have anything to do with her. She, she let me go. I don't, I don't get to work in her salon anymore, but I'm like, to your point, you have to protect that culture. And when you see it not working and you've tried everything, you know that the person, the person is better off not with you and you're better off not with the person and that you'll both thrive separately. Um, yeah, that's so funny. You said tough love because you and I have very similar personalities. My first book is called Be Amazing, but you know what it was going to be called? It was going to be called Love Tough. Because mm -hmm. I had to learn how to not I think have. I might have to steal that title if you didn't already make another yes. one called Love. Yeah, Time. you can have it. <laughs> and you know, I had to. Yeah, it's all yours. I. Ha you know why I had to do it? Because I had to learn how to build a solid relationship with that team member before I could hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. Because the greatest leaders know how far to push their people at a rate that they can stand. And so you're one of those truth tellers in people's lives. So people want you in their life. So people who want to go to the next level want someone like you in their life because so many of us have the people in our life that are the people pleasers that tell you what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. And I'm constantly talking to my future professionals. We have what we call now is a leadership team in our schools. It's a brand new nice. leadership team. And what we're doing is we're trying to have them actually going to three different truth tellers in their life, people that don't tell them what they want to hear, but tell, let them tell you, first of all, what are your strengths? And then what are your opportunities for growth? So mm, instead of saying, you know, that. what are your strengths? Weaknesses. Your weaknesses? Yeah, I love that. Your opportunities to grow, which is really, really huge. But, but I had to learn over the years because I used to just go in at people and this is where I had to fix my leadership. I used to go in so hard, hard on my people. Yeah. And after going to the John Maxwell team and there was actually 150 of us, Elaine, that went to Guatemala. We taught a course called Transformation Begins in Me. We've been going to different countries training on this course. And I thought, oh, man, I'm all that. I'm gonna go teach, you know, leadership. And I'm telling you, I sat through those three days with John Maxwell, because he was training us before we went out on the road to train these different groups of high-level leaders in Guatemala. And I was transformed. I will never forget, because I realized at that moment, at that moment, and I remember the exact moment standing there, that the businesses that I had were not doing well because of me. And mm -hmm. all I had to do was fix and change myself. And so it came about a self-awareness. That's why I like the DISC assessment because it's a 50 page assessment and it shows you all of your strengths and then all of your weaknesses or opportunities for growth, like I was saying. And I'll tell you, it's been hard. It's been in my face kind of thing uh, to be able to really understand those things and to really, really see where I need to grow. And I've been writing things down and, 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 praying over them and saying, you know, cause I can't do this on my own. I need God's help to help me to overcome those weaknesses. Right. And so I've been trying to focus on those, but what else I've been trying to do is build so much safety. What I find Elaine now, this is a, a new um, development that I've had 
I have found that the only way I can speak into somebody's life and correct them and their leadership is if they first have held me accountable to something. Mm. And it's built this really great relationship reciprocal. And one of our uh, leaders who I just adore, we're going to be partnering with her very soon. And I did a, um, actually I, this is what I did. So this is a great thing that any leader could do. And I was sitting there, we were doing one of these zoom meetings because we do our salon leader meetings every single week. And I said, Hey, what are you guys looking for in a leader? Just throw out some characteristics that you are looking for in us as leaders. And so I write them all down. It ended up being exactly 21 characteristics. Okay. And so I wrote them all down and then I turned it into an assessment. I sent it back to them and I said, I want you to assess me. And so I had one so far that has, okay? And so she writes down and one of the things that she said, she said that you um, sometimes make decisions without our input. And I'm like, oh, there's my control. There's me, oh, 100%. Yes. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, thank you so much. Like I knew that. But until she actually told me that now I've been going harder work, working on it because I, I want to stop that madness, yeah. you know? And so, I, it's, so I'm still not there yet, Elaine. I'm still, you know, trying to make this, you know, make decisions, especially right now in this crisis that we have. And I'm thinking, well, I got to make some quick decisions, quick. but I'm yeah. like, no, stop. Just do it's time to over communicate time to meet with your team. And so I'm getting buy-in and trying to throw some ideas out there and, and seeing if, you know, like the spaghetti, see if it sticks on the wall and mm-hmm. see if they can run with it. Like you were saying earlier, I want to see if somebody else has the same idea and then let them think that my idea was their idea too yes. as well. And so just keep asking questions because great leaders ask questions. So it's some, I'm not great at it, but I'm still working on it, Elaine, but it's an area of growth for me. But I'll tell you, it's the quickest, fastest way. Well, let's go to those other leaders that haven't scored me yet. I know that I haven't built safety with them. Mm, and so now afraid, I got afraid of you yes. judging their answers. Yes. So yeah. I've got to go back um, and build that relationship with them and make sure that they know how much I care about them because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. care. And it goes back to that care aspect. And so that's what I'm working on right now. This is why I love being in the trenches because it helps me to share with salon owners so they can relate to me and not say, well, okay, this is what I used to do, but no, Hey, this is what's going on. This is reality right now. I'm with you. Like, let's hold hands here. (laughs) I'll link arms with you and help you through this process because I'm growing through it too. That's amazing. You are absolutely amazing. I could literally sit here and talk to you all day long. (laughs) Um, so much that we just went over. I I went to a, um, an in-person event for creating my online course. And there's a lot of working parts and a lot of stuff. And on day one, she talked about the disc and and everybody's throwing around that word disc. And I'm like, what, what is this disc? So she said, I already know what you are, Elaine. I don't even need you to take the test. And she didn't say what she thought I was. Uh So I was like, well, now I have to take this test. So I go home and I ended up being late the next morning because I was in the middle of the, I didn't realize how many questions were in the test. And I'm like, I don't want to bail because I want my answer before I go back. And of course, I don't remember exactly what the titles are for it, but I'm curious to know what you have me um, as in the disc to see when I go back and look if it's the same, because she was hundred percent right. And whatever one I was, it was like the rarest of the disc personalities as far as being like, you know, 
bold and not if, like anytime yeah. there was, you know, who wants to go first? My hand went up. So whatever one she picked was that person that, you know, always wants to go first, always ready to try a new yeah. adventure and not, you know, get caught up in the minutia of the what ifs. I, I, the what if people drive me crazy. I'm like, yeah. just figure it out and find out. It's, you're not going to die. It's not going to kill you. you know? <laughs> I love so. Yeah, I probably would. Uh, we'll see if, I, if I'm right. You can come back and let me know on another podcast. Um, but I would say for sure a high D. And I would say you've got some high C in you as well, too, because you're really, really brilliant. And, and I just kind of hearing your voice. C's are the real smart people. And then I's are the people that have a lot of their, the extroverts, right? So I see a lot of D, a lot of C, and a lot of I in you as well, too. And so I'm just curious to see what it comes back at. But I want to do it again. I actually, do you do that test for people? Like, is that something I that do. you do? Because I, I have do. an in-person retreat in February. I have it every year from my members of my hair color Secrets Insider group. Oh, and I like to do something different every year. And I wanted to do a personality test, but I wasn't narrowed down on which one to do. Like we had done Myers Briggs and a boot camp, and that was fun. But I think the disc would be fun. And since you're already in Florida, maybe that's something that uh, that you can do. I would group. love to. Yeah, oh. I do a lot of uh, disc, disc training and then also disc coaching. So consulting and coaching. And I love to do the in your spare time. <laughs> drill down. Yeah, in my spare, spare time. Sean uh, Chido, who's my partner with Next Level Salon Leadership. So he and I will do that. So a lot of our salon owners want us to do their entire team too. And that's really fun to do. And especially right now with distance training going on, we'll do it via Zoom like we're doing right now. And so everyone's in the room and being able to share, you know, with them. I just did it with my whole team, my whole salon team, Elaine. It was so fun. We did it a few weeks back. And for them to see their discoveries of what they were of their opportunity for growth. And you know what was really neat about it? Because the leaders have to go first. So me as as the leader, I would share not only what I thought my strengths were, but also what my weaknesses, again, opportunities for growth. And and I'm sure they're probably just taking a deep breath and breather thinking, I'm so glad she knows that, right? <laughs> I always tell tell leaders, I'm like, listen, just expose your weakness to your people because they already know what it is and talking it. about it in the back room. So if yes. you expose it, I you'll eliminate gossip about you and just expose it and let them know you're working on it, but work on it. Like don't yes. use it as an excuse. Like yes. I've heard some leaders say, well, that's just me. That's yes. who I am. That's how God made me. No, he didn't. <laughs> No, I love didn't. that. Go That's so work true. I mean, it's one thing to know, to your point, me saying, oh, you know, I know I'm a control freak. I know I'm a micromanager, but that is a work in progress because I am aware of it and I know it has not served me well. Yes. You know, I've had, I've yes. had success in spite of those things, mm-hmm. but because it was fearful, you know, they were like so yeah. afraid not to do the right thing because I was like scary mom, you know, and I don't want to be that kind of leader. So yeah, yeah, always, always a work in progress. And I, I want progress. us to wrap up here because mm-hmm. people have no attention span and, and I want them <laughs> to get every single morsel of what you're saying. So I think we should do a part two and I keep going with, with all of, I mean, you're, you're such a wealth of experience and knowledge and, and everything that um, you're saying, these are all things that we all know we need to work on, but you're deliver. I wish people could see you like I can. I I get to see you and hear you, but for the podcast, they don't get to see you, but 
you're in super tip top shape. You're smiling as you're talking <laughs> about everything. And these are tough things to discuss and tough things mm -hmm. to do, but your whole aura and your whole personality, it, you can just see right away that you really do want to help people and for you to fit in exercise and eating healthy and doing all those things and having this many schools <laughs> and this many salons and being a John Maxwell coach and going to Guatemala and going here, like it's, it's insane how much you're able to do. But I think it's because of all the work that you've done on yourself that you can compartmentalize and be able to do all these amazing things. Mm -hmm. So, and I want people listening to understand that there's so much out there, you know, to live a bigger life and not just be in your little safe cocoon of either behind your chair or if you're an owner that's not behind the chair in your office. Like there's so much more that we can do and there's so many ways mm. we can help empower others and, and level up ourselves and others um, just by behaving differently. So I love, love this yeah. whole <laughs> whole podcast and love chatting with you and definitely we'll be getting together with you for some future Thank future you. fun things for sure. I can't wait. So. I can't wait. Yes. I love when you find your people. Yes. <laughs> I found another person. Awesome. My I'm, glad, I'm so Thank glad you. that we connected. Thank you everybody Me for too. listening. And Tina, tell them how they can find you and, and learn more about you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, we actually putting on a lot of free webinars, by the way, right now for salon owners, which is really fun. Uh, but you can find me at www.tinablack.net. Perfect. That's easy enough. Yes. Cool. Keep it easy. <laughs> Thanks Thank everyone you. for tuning in and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.